0: Welcome back to Your Other Mother, Stories of Early Queer Family Making. In this episode, I'm sharing a wonderful conversation I had with my godmothers that has prompted me to think about my family and what it means to be raised by queer people. My godmothers helped raise me. They are, in so many ways, another set of parents to me. I think our relationship embodies what I find really special and powerful about queer family making. It's that the bonds we choose to create, Invest in, cultivate, and maintain, make our family. Throughout the course of making this project, I keep coming back to the question of why queer families matter to me. My feelings about my own relationship to having been raised by two moms have shifted throughout the course of this undertaking. Even in the final stretches of making this project, I find my feelings changing. I think lately I've realized that when I was a young person living in conservative Southern California, My own feelings of difference and strangeness were probably magnified by the cultural anxieties about queerness that ran rampant at that time, in the early 2000s. It's hard for me to know whether my peers and community were actually as homophobic as I felt they were. I wonder if a part of what made me feel like I had to hide my family composition was actually stemming from a general anxiety of having moved to a new state and being a dorky, uncool 12-year-old who had to make all new friends. But it's hard for me to know how much to chalk up to the world outside me, making it clear that being gay was a horribly bad thing. And how much I've sort of projected into the past about how bad it was, and how marginalized I felt by being the child of two women. Perhaps both can be true. That I was living in a really homophobic environment, and that my feelings of difference were magnified by that climate. I also have realized in the course of making this project, that a core piece of my identity, being raised by two moms, has felt like less and less salient an identity with age. I actually feel some shame and embarrassment now in adulthood, that for so much of my young life, and even early adulthood, that in many ways my entire sense of self hinged on this piece of who I am. It sounds kind of absurd even now, but I suppose it's similar or analogous to any cultural identity that someone holds dear to them. It's a thing about me that has shaped my worldview and my experiences. And to be clear, it's not like I woke up every morning and my first thought was, I have two moms. It's just more that when you're a young person, growing up in an upper-middle-class America in particular, your family is often a really enormous part of your world and your consciousness. And as you grow up, for many people, the less central to your consciousness your family, and in particular your parents, becomes as you begin the process of individuation. That I know for me, this particular identity piece has always felt quite central to my consciousness and my sense of self. It still does. And it's just changed dramatically in adulthood. Much of that also has to do with the changes in our cultural attitudes towards queerness. And a lot of it has to do with where I've chosen to live and the communities I've chosen to be a part of. So how does all this relate to my godmothers? I think the reason I'm thinking about this is because my relationship with my godparents epitomizes the really cool and wonderful part about queer family-making and is part of what always has made me feel special. My godparents really are like a second set of parents to me. I can go to them when I'm struggling and share things I wouldn't normally go to my parents about. One of my godmothers gave me comfort after a really, really challenging interaction with my biological mother a decade ago, when I didn't feel like I'd really talk about it directly with my moms. I can't overstate how lucky I feel to have them in my life, and how much I wish everyone could have that second set of parents just like them. With that, our conversation follows.
1: I would say as a kid I didn't ever really think I would be because I think I knew you know at, you know late ten or more years old that mm-hmm. I was gay and I just <laughs> I knew that you had to be with a guy to have a baby and mm-hmm. so it wasn't going to be and that didn't seem like something that would happen for me mm-hmm. I mean, I,
0: did it guess. upset you or bother you?
1: no actually I, you know, I can honestly say I probably didn't think about it hardly mm-hmm. at all I just in hindsight I think. Yeah, that makes sense, that
2: would be. Same with me, I really did not as a kid think about having a kid when I got old and mm-hmm. married and want kids. Um, and when I got older and realized I was gay, um, I never thought about it too much at mm. all. Um, and then when Ann and I met and got together, we never even discussed it mm. to, about having kids, one, or to try one way or the other to get kids. Mm-hmm.
1: I think we did a little bit, but um, it was just at a point where I think we realized that would really, really change our lives and mm-hmm. we weren't really ready to do that or wanted to do that. I think it was more like it. I, mean, I think I remember sitting over there at the other house sort of talking about it. Mm-hmm. But
2: I don't remember that, but quite possibly we did. Uh, another thing, Anne, is at that time in our our early 30s, I worked every night till like 7 right. or 8 mm-hmm. o'clock at mm-hmm. night, and every other night you worked till 9.30 at mm-hmm. night. So that might have been another reason totally. that we just went, no.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We, we might as well not, not even work. bother.
0: So mm-hmm. it's not like, it's interesting because I feel like I... My experience has been so different from Tracy and Denise's because, like, I've never felt that, like, oh, I must have a child or that, like, oh, I have a strong urge or I feel very parental, maternal, whatever. Whereas, like, talking to Tracy and Denise, they're like, I always knew I was going to have a child, like, Mm -hmm. one way or another. Mm -hmm. You know, even for Tracy when she knew she was gay, um, it was kind of interesting because I've never been able to relate to that feeling.
1: Right. i never had that need to be a mother
0: yeah
2: but one thing i have noticed is um about the human race is that even now when you read so much negativity in in the future the climate mm-hmm. change and the climate problems that that's down the pike for mm-hmm. us all even even with that young people are having kids <laughs> like, like <laughs> normal. <laughs> yeah. to me it just really seems like the human race is hardwired to have kids. Yeah. I mean I think there's something there.
0: Yeah, no, I think it is a biological you know. I but mean.
2: for maybe for for me anyway, I could say this for me. I'm not hardwired to have yeah. kids. I just I don't know, I just it's not wasn't
1: one of the things I thought about. Mm-hmm. It's not like we don't like kids, obviously. No, 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 yeah, for sure. We loved you, Emily. <coughs> I mean, no, seriously, when
2: you were a little kid, it was so fun oh, to hang was, out with
1: you. It was like, maybe we should have one, but no, let's just yeah. deal with it. <laughs> that's <laughs> enough. <laughs> oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel that way about, like, my friends. I'm like, I need mean, to have some friends who have little kids so that I can get, like, a, the get fix. a taste for it. Yeah, get <laughs> <laughs> my fix. Get my fill. Um, yeah. yeah, so I guess, like, when Tracy and Denise started wanting to have a child I mean it kind of happened quickly like they got together and they were like we're gonna have a kid what did you think like what are what were your reactions
1: you know as she went along I was so happy and then I, I do remember the day that she called me and mm. said that she had lost the thing. I was downtown at work and it was just horrible mm-hmm. all of a sudden hit that hit yeah. me really hard because yeah. I knew how much she wanted it mm-hmm. and uh, so that was and my bosses were like What's going on here? Yeah, <laughs> You're like, it's hard to explain. It. <laughs> it's kind but of complicated. They, I mean, but they knew Tracy. Yeah, they, you know, yeah. knew it, so that was kind of weird. But then, mm-hmm. so I don't remember how much, it was a little while longer after when they, before mm-hmm. they changed path and, mm-hmm. or when Shelley got pregnant. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I think it wasn't that long after, maybe like a year or something. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. Or I mean, it was like maybe a year or two, I think. Yeah. yeah. How about
2: you, G? But once you were here, it was like wow, how lucky, you know. Yeah. No, seriously. Especially after you were growing, while you were growing up Mm -hmm. and we realized kind of how you were and everything. It was really, oh, great, how lucky (laughs) can we be? Oh, that's awesome.
0: Well, I always felt like I had two sets of parents (laughs) in that sense, having you guys. I mean, you know, like in a sense of like you were caretaking for me and, you know, I felt like, yeah. I think like that's the, one of the things that, in making this project has been really interesting because I feel like having two moms and growing up in, like, gay spaces, like, it's just such a different experience than most people have, right? Because, like, the majority of people grow up in hetero families. Um, And so it's just, like, it's kind of hard to imagine for me because it's just not what my experience was. So I can only sort of speculate. But, um, like, something that I appreciate so much is, like, how... um, Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, growing up with you guys in my life and having Tracy and Denise is just, like... (laughs) <laughs> I just, I've always felt like different, but special at the same time, right? Yeah. Like having such a different yeah. family structure and not knowing what it's like to have a mother and father, you know, or like have right. that hetero white picket fence, you know, mm-hmm. mom and right. dad and two boy kids experience. So yeah. that's kind of interesting. And well, like in doing, oh, go ahead. You know.
2: I was just going to say that, um, now that you mentioned that, it's kind of interesting that, and I wonder how it is for other gay people with, with their kids, that don't live in Washington state mm-hmm. and, um,
0: I can't be good.
2: I know. <laughs> okay. I mean, for us, it's what like, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean like Tracy and Denise and Anna and I, mm-hmm. we have like loads of co- self-confidence really. Yeah. For, like, <laughs> for some reason, like maybe from sports or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? And so we don't really care what anybody else thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but for some people who live like, in a not liberated place mm. or don't have a ton of self-confidence, mm-hmm. it must be, seems like it would be hard to be growing up as a kid and I I mean, I obviously they don't have to hide it anymore mm-hmm. but I, mean, I wonder if they sometimes feel like you know, they're like really way different and people are just looking at them and wondering yeah how come they're not
0: normal. Well, it's interesting because like in, again, like kind of as I've been writing this, like I've been kind of reflecting on, like, okay, what was my experience growing up here for the first 10 years and then moving to California, like, it was, it's nowhere near what I, I mean, I, I genuinely don't know what it would be like to be, like, a child of gay people in, like, Alabama or, you know, pick some deep red state, it would probably be awful, but even in California, right, in, like, early 2000s, like, it, there wasn't any, like, gay bashing. But it was, like, there was a lot of, like, people were really homophobic. Or they just didn't, it was, like, so One novel thousand, to them. Yeah, and
1: Thousand Oaks was, that's what I was going to say, it was so homogenetic. Yes, or whatever yes, the word yes, it is. totally. It's just, it, like, little yep. suburbia, yep. which is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so, but interestingly enough, Tracy Nunez found the best of that, like, that community totally. to help them get through that it's so period. true
0: no I know I mean yeah they're with people right now but um, yeah. yeah no it is funny because it's like it. I, I I can kind of empathize with what it might have felt like for, or what it might feel like to be I'm not like I mean I imagine like living anywhere that's really homophobic I can empathize only to the degree that like I always felt like such a not always for a lot of, you know, middle and high school. Well, all of middle and high school pretty much, I just felt like such a freak or such a like
1: Which is normal feelings for most kids of hey, course. Right, totally. You already feel life. that way. Yes. Right. But you do
2: yeah. need to find a reason for why yeah. you feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then you have to add it
0: on. Or it was the and it's it's not like, you know, kids said and did homophobic shit, of course, but it wasn't, you know, no one ever like beat the shit out of me yeah. of course. <laughs> or like, you know, no one ever like through paint at our house or, you know, did yeah. anything homophobic explicitly, but it was more just, like, that passive, like, microaggressions, you know? Right. Or more, like, or feeling like I had to hide our family, because I think that was the biggest thing, is, like, oh, my God, when you first moved to Thousand Oaks, actually, well until, honestly, in, through high school, late high school, I would still be, like, oh, that's my mom and my aunt. Uh-uh. Or just, I would just, like, obfuscate. I would just, like, try to, like, distract. Oh. You know, obviously, right. as we got more involved in the community, People, of course, people, you know, it's like at some point you can't hide it. It's like, oh, who are those two women in your house, (laughs) right? Like, (laughs) those are my parents. But um, I do relate to the feeling of like just feeling, yeah, like you have to, like, shame or having to hide, which is what I imagine like gay people feel like all the time and even now, right? Like, yeah, I think even now,
2: but sometimes I think. Well, things are so much different now that we don't they don't have to hide, but I think it is I think it is isn't that much different. Mm. I think people would still do yeah. feel like they Well, have I think to it hide. really depends
0: on where you live. Or that's yeah. my sense. Is like if you live somewhere like here, or you live in New York, I don't think there's any or I think it's really right. different. You know, it's way more accepting, right. and it's way more right. gay friendly. But I can't imagine in these deep red states. Like look at what's right. happening everywhere with the fucking drag queen bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's like, Oh my god, yeah. it's like that shit is keeping me up at night, like um, yeah. So well, I think, yeah.
2: One thing I was gonna say about when you were talking about Thousand Oaks is that, um, and you know, feeling different. Yeah, they they're probably they're very conservative there, mm-hmm. but they're intelligent. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a high that's kind of a higher level, economic mm-hmm. place right mm-hmm. there. Yeah, for sure. And they they are educated, and maybe for them, once they meet some people like they meet Tracy and Denise mm-hmm. and go, in the end, go. Well, let's see. Well, I know they're I gay women and they that. have a kid. That's very guess it's fine. But I yeah, like them totally. And so maybe they're more open to, to experience. I have different. to
0: think so, right? I mean, I hate to so dog
2: people that no, 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 are no, no. not educated, yeah, no, but, but yeah. I do think there might be a difference mm-hmm. there.
0: Yeah, I think it was a lack of exposure. Really, I mean, right. people all the time would say, "I've never met a gay person." To so Tracy and Denise is like like what? LA is like two feet away. Yeah, literally. Like it's like well you clearly have. You just don't know, or you're stupid, or that gay person was like, I don't want to be your friend But that would just blow my mind and I was like, How? Like you've ne- it's one tenth of the population conservatively, like, okay. But there were no other out gay people to my knowledge in Thousand Oaks. There was mm-hmm. one out gay kid in my high school that I Well knew that was. can't even
2: possibly No, it's it's just statistically impossible. Right. But it was just that
0: was the atmosphere. It was yeah, so right. closed off. It was so like you said, it's like Stepford, right? It's so homogenous and so like literal white picket fences. <laughs> yeah. And all the everyone's Christian too great, right? so that was like right. other things yeah. like, we weren't religious. So I was That's like, Oh my god, there were like two other kids in my high school who didn't go to church, right? So um that that added to the like sense of being sticking out like a sore thumb yeah and it's like i'm also like six feet tall and <laughs> these things really short right, right. so it's just sort of like <laughs> visually i was like i think people what? just didn't know what, what to was do a earlier
2: when you said you never got beat up or anything i was i was thinking well you're
0: six feet tall <laughs> that's probably why <laughs> oh my god i know and you funny. played rugby yeah, yeah exactly i i i wouldn't have been able to but i maybe they thought i could beat them up <laughs> <laughs> even though i'm chicken shit. Um. <laughs> Well, this is slightly different than what I said we were going to talk about, but it just, I'm kind of thinking about it, thinking about family and thinking about your experiences too, like, um, and if you don't want to share that's totally fine. But when, so, you know, something I've been thinking about with Tracy and Denise, who, you know, like I said, both really were like, I want a child, was like this idea of like, and something I want to ask them is, you know, when you realize you were gay or you're in a gay relationship, but you wanted a kid, were you like, well, shit, what do I do? So I just and that's sort of the background out of why I'm thinking about this. But I am curious if you want to share, like, you know, when you were young and growing up in a hetero family, did you? I just would like to know more, like, you know, when you realized you were gay or you felt like you were different. I mean, I know you, you've mentioned, like, you know, you from the time you were really young, you 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 didn't. It's not that you necessarily knew you were gay at age five or whatever, but like you felt, that you said to me that you felt different in some way from a really young age yeah and tell me if you're misquoting you but um I just am curious you know like did you feel like in your family like did you when you thought about your own future did you think well this isn't you know like what's my future going to look like what's my family situation going to look like because it's not going to be this thing that I know you know if that makes sense
2: yeah well for me yeah, as a as a three or four year old I knew something was up. Mm-hmm. I could tell. <laughs> something's, that something's just not right mm-hmm. here. Although it could have just been that I thought differently than mm-hmm. the rest of the people in my family. Mm-hmm. Um but and then when I got older I realized I was gay and then I thought, Well, it must have been that that mm-hmm. I thought I was different. Mm-hmm. Um but I just never thought about having a family. It just was all too much for me mm. <laughs> to have, like, a family that to do, yeah. to, to, to be responsible for. Yeah, yeah. to be <laughs> responsible for. <laughs> totally. Yeah.
0: Did you always know you wanted a partner, or was it, like, just not until you were an adult? No,
2: you, and, and in fact, I mean, I can count on one hand how many people I've been attracted to. You know, none of them were men. Mm-hmm. But hardly any of them, I hardly get attracted to anyone ever, mm-hmm. really. So to be attracted to Anne was pretty... Well, no, was right <laughs> but, but there were a couple other people that I was attracted to, and, but I never thought about having kids mm. or anything mm-hmm. like that. And
1: they didn't work out. But I just... I don't know. Well, I did have a lot of attractions. I remember when I was younger, thinking... Well, younger being seventh eighth mm-hmm. grade when all of a sudden all the friends are having boyfriends and girlfriends mm-hmm. and um thinking you know in the crowd that I hung out with at my class and everything I was like going I always really like Mary and I always like Mary Jo and <laughs> you know these people I don't really have I mean I like the guys because I played basketball with them in the driveway all the mm-hmm. time and that you know that part I really really liked I just didn't ever want to go on a date, yeah. you know, and, uh, but yes, yeah, so I always knew that there was something, you know, and I was telling you the other day about a couple of mothers of, like, my parents' friends, I always remember thinking, that wife is kind of nice, mm-hmm. I like her, mm-hmm. uh, most like, I thought they were cool, you know, mm-hmm. and you always think your own mother's, Yeah, yeah. whatever, but. <laughs> <laughs> and so I always knew that there was a, something different there, but I didn't ever think, that it was going to go anywhere, mm-hmm. because, you know, for one, I lived up in a podunk town. Well, mm-hmm. you lived in a podunk, even more podunk town, but it just was like, I don't know what. But then moving, when we moved it, it was a little bit more eye-opening as far as people of color mm-hmm. <laughs> and just different, yeah, you yeah. know, personalities mm-hmm. kind of thing as opposed to a very generic mm-hmm. crowd. I'm going to have to edit that That's out. fine. I'm kidding. Yeah. Bleep it out. <laughs> bleep, bleep. But, yeah. But I just didn't ever th- sit around and think that this was a family life. hmm You know. wasn't until I was in college I started dating ev- every other woman in town. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <But>. Potential wives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then also it didn't seem you know you also didn't know people that had, so in my college yeah. all the professors there were six or seven of them that were, you know the coaches that were gay, mm-hmm. and some of them were in relationships that seemed long term, but mm-hmm. some most it seemed like were not, so it mm-hmm. wasn't really a vision yeah, that you yeah, had for no yourself. It just was like, mm-hmm. you know,
2: at our college all the women at, in the, at the in the PE department were gay and they were all in relationships with each other (laughs) and what was surprising is that they were all Uh brainoids they were all really really you know they were intellectuals all Mm -hmm. of them even in the PE department which is kind
0: of shocking (laughs) to me but none of them had kids Uh I mean I think it was almost impossible at that time or it seems like if if it happened it was because like you would got you married or something, and right. then release yeah. your gay, yeah. come out, and ha- still had your child from your marriage, you know? Right. Or it seems like the children of gay people who are the, some of the oldest, right, like people in their 40s now, yeah. uh, it, it's that, right? Like they had, they had a parent who right. came out as gay after having a child. Right. Because it was, so, I think, like, I think I'd be wrong, but through some preliminary research, it seems like, I, I want to say it was like the late 60s or early 70s, it was either 1968 or 1978 that the first gay Man, a single gay guy adopted a child, and I think it was in California. Ooh. But like in Washington, I think that what the internet says is the first same sex adoption was 1988, right? Which is like not that it was well, what I was, was born Yeah, I was I was well, the first in Stonemus County, yeah, but the first one in Washington State, I believe. Maybe it, King County.
2: it was it wasn't
0: legal before then, or nobody just did it. Well, here's a really interesting thing that their adoption attorney said so in the mid 80s, the Washington State Legislature was revising the laws to strip out like kind of unnecessary gender specific language. So the adoption statute used to say like husband and wife, but when oh. they were kind of, it was like, you know, an overhaul meant to kind of modernize the law. Yeah. And incidentally, they changed the adoption statute, you know, the part of the Washington state code that deals with adoption to, to say, say like spouses. person and person or something, right, just say like person or parent. Mm-hmm. And that little change actually allowed, allowed same sex people. It, it completely right, coincidentally. Right. They absolutely yeah. were not revising the law with the intent to allow that. Uh, right. But it was right. kind of a, a fringe benefit. Right. They accidentally that, gave us yes, the right to right? It. seriously. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> that blew my mind. So I thought oh that was just so God. cool. Like, oh my God. Like an, a literal accident of the law right i'm
2: um, guessing ron DeSantis down there in florida is like going over praying, it, yeah. their legislature <laughs> <religious> <laughs> right now strip <laughs> yeah Gen, be, gender it back yeah right. yeah so i thought that
0: was i mean yeah i think it was a combination of it was it was like yeah legally there was no avenue to it and it was just like not i think that, that, that it's really interesting you bring up this both of you like this concept of like what's out there or what's what you see obviously really impacts what you can envision for your own future right so like not seeing any gay people like having images or like examples or not mentors but like i'm trying to think of the word like you know people that you can see in real life like having a happy gay life i feel like is really impactful because you go oh i could have that you know or like Gay people seeing—that's why, honestly, or I mean, anybody
1: having a vision to do anything, you know, just you know, could a girl be an astronaut? Absolutely, yeah. Could, could can a girl could, play, play football? We yeah. had no, uh, yeah. I, I knew, I knew exactly what I wanted to do in my life, but I just knew that, you know, girls and women did not play pro basketball, mm-hmm. so it was like, okay, that vision shot down. <laughs> Born <laughs> Might too <well> study. early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah.
0: Well, okay. So thinking about this idea of you know, like envisioning your future, like once you were adults, did you feel like there was pressure from your own family to have a family or fit that heteronorm? Or was it or was it just like I'm gonna do my own thing?
1: Uh, there's no, there's no pressure because for one, they're trying to figure out what
0: what the hell you what are, what we're all about, <laughs> anyway. And, you know,
1: so that's. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, uh, no, I don't think so.
2: Mm. Mine either, but but I attribute it to...
1: They barely knew you were gay. uh, It's
2: it's (laughs) nothing gay apart. It's the, it's just my personality. Mm. I think my mom realized... I better stay off her case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not gonna not gonna your, wanna, it's not your She's not going to want to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Or think it's important. Uh-huh.
0: Kids want to belong, and they want to feel normal. Uh. And having any different kind of family arrangement makes you then f- feel... Then all your friends yes, have. Yes, like yes. The, you feel just, different. Then, yeah, like, I mean, I, I, I even feel like I can't know, but I imagine it's like if you had a single parent or if you had, yeah, like, I mean, less of it, like, a step-parent, right? Like right. Any, or any... divorced people. Totally, I mean, yeah, yeah, Which yeah. was not a thing when we were growing mm-hmm. up, but
1: then it started becoming a thing, and mm-hmm. then you always read these stories of people having to help their kid through those mm-hmm. situations. It's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, just having anything that literally isn't too, a mother and a father who gave birth to you, right? <laughs> like, it's somehow just, like, not, yeah, there's this fixation on... Um, like that, your bio parents should raise you. What and that, the that word is the family? Best. Means. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's really interesting. It's even in like adoption. I mean, I feel like the past couple years, I've read more and kind of tapped more into maybe like adoptee kind of spaces online. Not, not really, but it's been something that I've like kind of looked at more because um, I never like. Because our family is so unique and having two moms, I feel like that was sort of my like frame of reference. Less so being adopted, right? And it was also like my adoption was unique, and I'm like I knew who my ado- I know my bio parents are, right? And I, you know, I'm in contact with half my biological family, right? So it was not like most adopted people who never, or many adopted people who will never know their bio parents and they're totally cut off, right? Um, so I di- I haven't I don't relate that, st- or I I I don't feel I'm not like oh being adopted is my like prime identity, right? Right. It's more like having two moms. But um, something really interesting I've seen a lot in like adoptee discourse is there is like, so there's a lot of criticism of adoption, right? There's a lot of um, like by adoptees a lot of adoptees talking about how like their adoption, like being adopted is extremely traumatic and just like they wish they hadn't been adopted. And I I think it's a lot of people too who um, you know maybe, like, were adopted transracially, so their person of color was adopted by white people and, like, did not get, you know, were not um, given, like, the care and, and compassion that they should have been from their white parents about being a person of color, right? Or, like, they weren't given the chance to, like, connect with their, bio- you know, their um, their culture or their, like, other people of their same race. But just the other day, I was reading something by this adopted person just talking about, like, how important, it's kind of interesting. It's, like, you see that same the same belief that bio family is the best and the most right even among adoptees because some adoptees you know wish that they had been raised by their bio parents or their bio parents were like because of external forces like not able to raise them like through no fault of their own right um and so like they view their adoption as like this like wrong and so that is so for me it's so hard to wrap my head around because that's just so not how I feel um and I fall into your camp of like there's, like, my bio family. I feel no closer to my bio family than my non-bio family.
2: But that's the, the parent's job to, to teach and train the kid to have self-confidence in whatever situation mm-hmm. they find themselves in the circumstances
0: Definitely. of life. Yes, for sure wonder if it's easier now, you know, where it is so much easier for same-sex people to adopt, and, like, it is more normal to have, or it's more common to have these n- non-traditional family arrangements. I, I do wonder, I'd be so curious to talk to, like, a 10-year-old, <laughs> and just to see, like, if they have no, if, it, if they never give it a second thought, right? If, like, having same-gender parents is like, oh, it's, like, nothing, you right. know? Because for me, it's right. just, like, I feel like it's defined my entire existence, not <coughs> in a bad right. way, just it has, mm-hmm. and that's, like, shaped my worldview, um...
2: Well, we have, like, numerous friends, gay friends that have kids. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I remember you guys having friends, who, but maybe their kids were, like, five years younger than me or something, you know? Because I remember, right. like, when I was... Right. Like you were one of the first, it yeah, seems like... definitely. Like, I didn't have any peers growing up that were, like, my same age, you know? Right. I do remember meeting other kids who had two moms, specifically. That, that's, that's an interesting thing, too, is, like, it's I know almost no one who has two dads. I actually well, can't think of Well, it was, like...
2: It's kind of a numbers game, though, too, because if there's one in 10, or really more like one in 15 mm-hmm. people that are gay, and X amount of them get married, and then X amount of them have kids, mm-hmm. then there's not gonna be that many of them mm-hmm. that, for you to meet, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And also,
1: your parents and us don't have a gay man friendship totally, circle, yes, really. Totally, yeah, so it's, it's more lesbians. So it's weird. It's interesting. Because I, I know there are. I mean, when you walk around the lake, you'll always For see sure. I see it all the time
0: there. now. Yes, definitely.
1: And then the they precedent. had that big scare when you were two.
0: With sh- wanting to...
1: Sh- wanting to come back into the... Another thing, thing I only That really recently. freaked them out. Oh, mm-hmm. we
2: would never have let that happen. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Sam and I. <laughs> well,
1: Tracy and Denise yeah. be <laughs> Well, yeah. they them either, but...
0: Yeah, I only learned about this a couple years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that was... Yeah, it's sad.
1: But, I mean, they knew that their paperwork was rock solid. Of course, and yeah. she had signed whatever. Yeah. And, I know, mean, it's almost impossible
0: know. to reverse an adoption. I actually don't think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that is scary. Yeah. Yeah, that is upsetting. That's, like, a, the, I sort of feel like that's been haunting this whole project, too. was just, like,
2: yeah.
0: roll yeah. in my life. One other thing I did want to ask, and just if you care to share... Um, you know, I'm mindful of like the fact that obviously we have a close relationship, and I feel like you, I've been your child in <laughs> a sense, and that you guys have other kids in your well, they're adults now, but you know, other people in your life who you have been, you know, have helped raise, and like more like your niece, your your other godchildren, your nieces and nephews. If you want to talk a little bit about that, I think that'd be interesting to you know know more about that relationship, those relationships. I,
1: I would say you are our child, <laughs> right? The other ones are my nieces and nephews <laughs> that I, I love. And I don't feel like I've helped raise them at yeah, all. I, mean, I think we have. I have a pretty good relationship mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. all of them. Um, but, and, you know, when I was always... We were always the fun aunts when we'd be around mm-hmm. them. But because they weren't in town, I didn't, wouldn't see them yeah, as much. Yeah. But you were really our child. Mm-hmm. More so than just, mm-hmm. you know...
0: Some random urchin off the street. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: I mean, when I talk to, like, my friends back in Rochester or... Mm-hmm. or Anybody really? We always just say our kid and mm. or you know.
0: Do people ever question and go, "Who the hell are you talking about"?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, most of them all. I mean, uh, they know the relationship. Ones. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> 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 well, I. It's funny. I feel so. Like I said, like I've always felt like, I don't know. It's funny. Like you know, even. The challenge of not growing up in a normative family and, you know, feeling different and feeling weird or whatever, it's always been counterbalanced by the fact that I felt like I was just surrounded by so many sets of parents, uh-huh. and you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. oh, like, any any hardship or struggle is, like, offset by just being, like, having this embarrassment of riches of, you know, having all these right. women in my life to raise Ugh. me and take care of me. It is funny, too, like, I'm sure, maybe I've told you this, you guys, like, to, to my friends who know you and who have shared about you guys in our relationship specifically my gay friends, they're always like, Oh, they're like Anne and Gina are the coolest. Like I want their life. Like I wanna be like them when I grow up which I just think is really fun and cool. Oh, Aunt and Gina, they just have my dream life. Like the gay aunties like <laughs> living their living the dream. Which I, makes me happy. Yeah. Well, well it, we always
1: have such fun with you particularly when I mean we always still do, but when you were a little bitty it was it was always just great days. I mean, we can remember walking down the sidewalk with you, and you, what you were telling us, it's like some car that she said she wanted? Or <laughs> oh my God. The color. I don't know, just various conversation, and just playing at that other house and watching, you know, I won Dalmatians a thousand times, and just mm-hmm. reading. And just, I mean, you were kind of a fun kid to be around, so.
2: That one time you came here, we had this little bike, and you were going to ride it, and we were just going to walk with you. But then you just took. Off. Oh no. So we went. <laughs> wait, I mean, wait 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 wait
0: <laughs> wait. <laughs> we gotta get our bikes. We then we God. had to go get our bikes. <laughs> we didn't realize that
2: you were just oh, gonna like, be
1: so fast. That's oh, oh, oh. was So funny. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I I think I mean for me, uh, for sure, I just always looked forward to the times when we had our own selves and spending those hours. That was yeah. good.
0: I remember when I was—I think I was probably fourteen or fifteen. I like came up here for—it was when we were in California, but I like came up to stay here for a week, and it was just like the most blissful. Like, oh, was like you stayed nice. here? Yeah, it was maybe not a whole week. I was like, I stayed with Corny half the time, and then with you guys. I but I just that memory or that that trip always—I think <laughs> of it really fondly. I think we just like did touristy stuff, and you like went to the art museum, and I don't know. Oh yeah yeah, 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 it must have been fifteen or yeah, I was definitely in high school, but like early high school. Right, I saw that fun. picture.
1: You had that little hat. Oh my. No,
0: we don't The little that gay that. hat. Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: Literally. <laughs> what was I wearing? Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Again, I just really want to thank my godmothers for having this conversation with me. I can hear my fear in having a more serious conversation like this in my nervous laughter throughout. And I'm grateful to my godmothers for their candor and thoughtfulness. I know I keep repeating it, but I feel just so lucky to have them in my life. Until next time.